I'm V. And I'm Kay. And we got something to say. Season two. everybody we're back episode nine i think or eight is it ten no i think it's nine (laughs) honestly it's been so many we don't even know (laughs) truly here we are we should take a bet and see which one it is before we actually check what do you want to bet (laughs) i want to bet this is episode nine nine okay okay but i'm also gonna bet that (laughs) so do we both win (laughs) Okay, I guess we both it's episode nine. Okay, great. Okay, great, lovely. <laughs> Thanks so much. And if we're wrong, um, our producer will just change that, or maybe not. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just yeah. we'll keep our our messiness in there. Yeah, we'll just lose. <laughs> It'll just be an L. <laughs> It'll just be an L. Vian, how you doing? How you doing this Wednesday? This hump day? Oh, I'm doing well. Yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday, which is unlike our usual schedule, but we're doing that for a very special reason. Um, I'm doing well. The weather's been kind of whack where I am in DC. It's like rainy half the time and, you know, it's just spring, peak spring weather. Step outside. Is it going to rain half the time? Yes, precisely. Um, but I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, a little midweek getting to record, getting, you know, a couple special guests are coming, but let me not reveal the secret. Uh, I've been great. To be totally honest, I've been watching so much of The Circle lately that I feel like that's the only update in my personal life. And um, I don't know why that's personal, but it feels very personal to me. Gosh, I have to watch the new season. Is it good? Oh, you must. Everybody, you must watch it. So this is coming from somebody who didn't watch the full first season. So like, I'm fake. I know. But this season. Yeah, you are fake. Yeah, (laughs) big time fakes. Um, But it's really good. And I've decided that if I'm going to be. So I think we talked about this in a previous episode like what reality show we would want to be on. Did I completely make up that conversation? No, you didn't. We fully did that. Okay, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Great. Um, and I didn't really have an answer at the time besides Wipeout, uh, if you know, if you know, you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's going to be the circle now. But uh, yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing, Koei? I'm doing well. It's also a little chilly up here in Tigoni, but it's all right. You know, the sun is still shining, so it could be worse. It could be worse. Um, man, I just, I've been super, super busy. Uh, my schedule is just jam-packed. I am just running around everywhere, and I'm spinning, not totally out of control, but we're definitely on a roller coaster. Like, we definitely, we got to strap up. Like, there are safety precautions, okay? A lot of things happening. Um, and because of that, you know, I, I, so I typically work nights, um, and I use my days to, you know, get ahead of things, pl- try and plan as much as possible. But I've also been really conscious about, you know, taking some time out of my days to like do like have a self-care moment you know one day that could be like you know just like a little meditation moment you know maybe like a little I've been doing a lot of jump rope lately that's been really fun a great way to unplug and engage my body in a different kind of way but like my ultimate take care of yourselves like you know check in with yourself moment is always going to be skincare like I am such a skincare junkie always like now I work in beauty so like that's been super fun like really like learning about the other side of the business and doing a deep dive into ingredients and into you know marketing for beauty all that kind of stuff 
Um, so I've really been enjoying like a, a good old face mask, a, a little a little treatment on the face. I've been using um, Aztec clay uh, for a little clay mask situation for both your hair and your skin. Really great. Really enjoying that for a deep clean, especially for my hair too, because I get a lot of buildup, but I digress. Um, so yeah, that's really what I have been on the last, you know, week or so since we last did one of these. Wow. Okay. Fabulous. Um, and you know, speaking of skincare, okay. We've got some guests here today, Koei. We've got we? some guests. <laughs> I am so excited about having these two ladies on the podcast. We have Sneha Mehta and uh, Catherine Lee, who are the lovely founders of Uncover Skincare. That's a Nairobi local skincare company. And they're all about using Korean skincare properties and Korean skincare ingredients to make really great products that's specifically for Kenyan and African skin, which I think is a brilliant concept. I am a long, long lover of Korean skincare. It's really the only thing that's worked on my extremely sensitive and extremely dry, 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 dry skin. <laughs> Um, so, ladies, take it away. Uh, say hi to our listeners. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having us. It's Catherine. Hey, guys. Neha here, Catherine's co-founder at Uncover Skincare. Awesome. Thank you both so much for joining us. And we also have to say that um, we are coordinating across a number of different locations and so many. different situations. So, Big, big, big thank you to both of you two for working with us. We are newbies when it comes to this tech game. I know we're two seasons in, but every time Koei and I press record, we're like, is it going to work? Is it going to happen? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? We don't know. Yeah, no, just to echo what Viet said, we really, really appreciate having you guys on the podcast. You know, one of our goals for this season was to have more guests and especially women who are helping women, who are focused on serving women, especially in in Kenya and the African diaspora. I know that's really close to both me and Viet's hearts. So we appreciate you guys. With all that being said, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your origin story, how you guys met and how you guys decided to make this really awesome brand? <laughs> Sneha, do you want to take that or do you want me to go? Sure, I can. Sure, I can take it. Sorry, guys. I Talking about tech not working, my thumb just hit mute. But um, <laughs> no thank, thank you guys so much for having us on this podcast. We're really excited to be here. Um, and yeah, I mean, let, let me start by telling you how Catherine and I met. We did not know each other. Uh, just over a year ago. So we met, we met last year in March at an accelerator called Antler. Um, both of us were looking for something different in our lives. We wanted to explore something entrepreneurial and we applied to this program on a whim and uh, just thought, let's see what comes of it. Um, and neither of us sort of started with this idea of building a K-beauty for Africa startup, but you know, very soon into the acceler accelerator program, we built a boat out of cardboard together, sunk in a <laughs> lake in Karen in Nairobi, and we bonded. <laughs> um, you know, Catherine, uh, I'll let her share, you know, share her specific kind of journey, you know, exploring K-Beauty for Africa. But, you know, she came up with this idea. I instantly jumped, you know, on the idea of a skincare startup for the region um, because I had my own uh, skincare journey here uh, and quite a, quite a hard one. I, I grew up in Belgium, I'm originally Indian um, and lived in London for eight years. I came to 
Kenya uh, because of my husband. He's he's a Kenyan Indian. And when I got here, uh, my skin broke out. I uh, was extremely stressed, uh, newly married, uh, working in high a high pressure private equity job, and I was in a new environment with no family and friends around me. And my skin broke out. And in desperation, I went to a dermatologist. Um, and that dermatologist used harsh ingredients on my face for a quick fix. And what happened was I had acne all over my face and then I had a burn all over my face on top of that. And, you know, I, it was the lowest point in my confidence. Uh, I was extremely, extremely upset. And really what I learned from that uh, experience is that, um, you know, using nourishing, healthy ingredients on your face is much better than harsh, quick fixes. And then secondly, just realizing the gap in the market here locally for those kind of products, that kind of advice. Um, and so when Catherine came to me, really, I, it was a very emotional, uh, emotional topic for me. And I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> um, so that's the short story. But Catherine, why don't you share why you, you know, why, why you came to, to me with the idea? Sure. Thanks so much, Sneha. And I have to say, every time I hear that story of yours, it gives me shivers because I'm sure it's something everybody can relate to. And I have to say my journey to founding Uncover was a little bit different, but, uh, you know, we are very complimentary work spouses. Uh, so <laughs> it all worked out for the best. I am a Korean living in Kenya and I have a bit of a nonlinear background. I was uh, an economist turned filmmaker turned entrepreneurial, you know, sort of accidental entrepreneur, actually, because as Sneha mentioned, um, we sort of <laughs> applied to the accelerator on a whim, the both of us. But what has been a common thread for me throughout that journey is I really care about women's empowerment. <laughs> the reason I paused is because I know that's a very cliche statement, but I don't really know how else to put it. I've worked in 20 countries working on women's empowerment projects with NGOs, UN, World Bank, as a filmmaker. And I think what excited me and Sneha about Uncover is that, of course, we're talking about skincare and skin is your biggest organ and it's so important for you. But there's such a larger goal and vision at hand. We think that this is just step one of getting women to feel confident and real and just wanting to uncover their faces, everything else about their identity, who they are. And so we even chose the name really specifically. Why I knew that skincare would work and specifically the model that Sneha and I chose would work is because as a Korean living in Kenya, I have been asked countless times by my Kenyan friends to bring Korean skincare products whenever I visit home. And often it's everything from sheet masks to, you know, accessories that just aren't sold anywhere else. And so I guess I never thought about how there was such a gap in the market sort of until I was put in the context of a startup accelerator and, you know, framed it in that way. And then Sneha is such a perfect business partner for me because, you know, she's able to think about things in ways that I can. So we, once we realized there was a financial opportunity and how we could go about it and how she and I were the perfect team to do this, then, you know, we went ahead to, get investments, to expand the team. We're really proud to have a Kenya-based team that is 
you know, growing by the month actually and partnering with so many retailers as well as having our own e-commerce and, you know, producing skincare information videos. And it's, as we've said, it's just the start of the journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that overview. That's also the first time that I have heard this. I know that you you both have chatted with Koei a little bit before. Um, and I just want to say there were so many great tidbits throughout your summary of how you got here, how you started this. But I was like, I wish I just wrote all of that down. Like, I think earlier, <laughs> Seha, you said like, you you built um, a boat out of cardboard. Uh, you, you sank and it was, I was like, yes, that's so real. Like the first time that you go for something is, I would say, rarely a success on the first try. <laughs> so I appreciate well, it. wasn't it. a success. So we sank very badly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think, too, I mean, your story is incredible. And I think especially in Kenya here, I know that um, the entrepreneurial journey isn't, there's actually, there's really no blueprint for it, right? Things are, are changing really rapidly. And there are so many different paths that you can go down. And of course, now with, with social media, Instagram specifically being such a powerhouse um, for commerce, um, especially for any kind of beauty commerce. I mean, I feel like I every other day I see another beauty products company uh, based here that's setting up an Instagram. So there's a lot that you can do. And in a lot of ways, that's amazing. And that means that there's so much opportunity. But it also means that, you know, it's complicated. It can be difficult to kind of navigate uh, these tricky waters. So, so to see you guys here, the brand is growing you guys are on a really awesome trajectory it's really cool to hear and I think it's going to be really inspiring to to me and Via and our listeners for sure absolutely um so you had mentioned something about so saying you'd said that kind of the reason why you got into not the reason you got into skincare but why this is such a personal journey for you as well and something that I was thinking about I had this conversation with my mom so you know we're going I both Kenyan my mom grew up like in her younger years especially in Kenya in her 20s and all of that her teenager years and her 20s. And I think one of the myths that unfortunately like our darker skin tones have to face is that when we're having problem issues, whether it's with acne, if it's with scarring, if it's with all these different skin conditions, is to just jump to the harsh thing. And I say that because it kind of runs in my thing. Like my mom, when she was younger, she was definitely acne and blemish prone. I went through a pretty deep acne blemish prone phase in my teenage years and only just into my kind of early 20s have gotten to manage it and really understand like what my skin reacts to but I remember too when I was living in um, Tanzania and my skin was like at its worst as well and we went to a couple of dermatologists all this and this is not to you know speak poorly on professionals who are in the field of dermatology but that's also say that it was just like do something really intense do something really harsh and it was just kind of this like Oh, well, like you're not, not necessarily your complexion can take it, but just like an assumption that like that my skin type or like the, the fact that my skin is warmer, darker, whatever is able to take that kind of harshness. And I will say to you, I had an awful first experience and it was only afterwards. I was like, well, no, you need to nourish it. You need to moisturize it, all of that. So I really resonate with that personal story that you shared. Absolutely. And I mean, it's so interesting to hear you speak because, um, you know, having Indian parents and growing up going to India um, every every summer, I mean, it's very, very, very similar. And so when I broke out in acne, the reason why I went to the dermatologist for a quick fix is it was November and I was attending a wedding in December. And I said to the dermatologist, like, fix me really quickly. So I had that background of 
you know, just culturally, my family and my friends and everyone telling me that, you know, harsher ingredients are going to work against your hyperpigmentation. Mm -hmm. And similarly, you know, the professional that I seek help from kind of resonated with that. And, you know, I was given stuff in bottles with no labels, with no instructions, just being like, this will work, like, go for it. And what happened? I damaged my skin barrier, essentially. And for me to fix my skin, I had to basically stop using all products. That's how bad it got. And just let my skin heal. And so I think that appreciation for the fact that, you know, nourishing your skin, making sure it has the right moisture, ensuring that it's healthy before you start, you know, trying to, you know, uh, fade dark spots and things like that. And, uh, you know, Catherine can talk more to this, but you know, we, we at Uncover, we really do, uh, you know, stand for healthy, nourishing treatments, which Korea is known for, um, and ensuring that, um, you know, you take healthy care, care of your skin versus, you know, go for sort of this perfect look. It's more about being healthy than perfect, I guess. And Viet, if I could just add something in response to what you've said, because what the two of you have just spoken about is so pertinent to the kind of information that we want to relay from Uncover to our Kenyan audience and beyond. The latest video that we've just made on the Uncover page is actually, it's a video called Exfoliation 101. It's filmed by Patricia Kioro, who's one of our colleagues at Uncover, of course. And we really call out the fact that harsh scrubbing is something that we see happening all around us. And again, whether it's acne, hyperpigmentation, dry flakes, we just think, you know, let me just take all this crap off my face basically right and then you know it feels good but that's so bad for you and then when your skin gets more damaged and rougher then you're going to scrub harder so we want to reverse that vicious cycle and make it a virtuous cycle where you're really nourishing the skin but um it's it's a constant message that we'll put out there and we'll continue to make videos like that and we'll continue to tell you know, folks on podcasts <laughs> that you you have to be gentle to your skin. It's not something that you're meant to, to punish. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a part of you. You should love it. And like any other part of health and self-care, it's, it is a process that may not be immediate, right? You have to sort of have the patience to see results in the long run. Catherine, that's actually a great segue into what I wanted to ask you guys next was specifically, you know, for Kenya. And what are some of the issues or quote unquote bad habits that you see Kenyan women um, do with their skin? And uh, tell us a little bit more about how you aim to, to fix that with your platform. Sure, that's a topic that's really a point of passion for both of us. Hmm. There are, let's see, where I will start is just awareness about one's own skin, actually. So without giving anything away because we're still in the midst of some scientific analysis around this but we've recently held our very first in-person focus group as you know uncover in a very covid safe uh, context of course <laughs> and what one of the fundamental things that we wanted to identify was do women actually know what skin type they have because before you start talking about products skincare habits behavior routines i mean you just got to know what kind of skin you have and we're talking about do you have dry skin do you have oily skin do you have combination skin and again without sort of giving away you know preliminary results but we will have our final results you know in a week or so women are vastly misinformed 
about what kind of skin that they have. So that's the first thing that I would say. And one of the things that we've also made a video about is just how, how to know. I mean, if you don't have the resources to go get a professional assessment by a dermatologist, then how can you do an at-home test to know your skin type? And then in terms of skincare practice, of course, we've talked about harsh scrubbing, but there are also other steps in the skincare routine that are either being done too little or too much of. So mm. having spoken about what's being done too much, I guess, which is harsh scrubbing, uh, we can also talk about what needs to be done more. One of the number one things that people just don't do enough anywhere in the world, really, is putting on sunscreen. And you don't put on sunscreen because you don't want to get darker. That is not why you put on sunscreen, right? It's because you're aging your skin prematurely and you, you're just trying to prevent the harmful carcinogenic UV rays from entering your skin. And if you have acne, if you have dark spots, all of that is going to get worse when the sun penetrates your skin. So whether you're outside or whether you're indoors, whether it's a bit cloudy or sunny, whether you're in the coast or you're, you know, up country or wherever you are, you really do have to put on sunscreen every day. And oh, according I feel to so passionately the about that. Oh, no, we're so glad to hear that because unfortunately you're in the minority. <laughs> when we did a survey yeah. of about a thousand women here in Kenya, we learned that unfortunately less than half of them are putting on sunscreen regularly. Less than half? Listen, I will yeah. raise my hand and I will say that I was like, oh, I only wear sunscreen on a really hot day at the beach. That was me. No! No, that was me. And that's, <laughs> look, I'm not even, I can't even make this up. I messaged Chloe. I said, girl, what kind of skincare are you wearing on the daily? Because I'm not doing that right now. And I feel like I am a hundred hours, miles behind everybody else. So I will raise my hand and acknowledge that I probably could have been in that survey result. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say SPF has really changed my skin and not even for protection. So I have melasma and I have hyperpigmentation and SPF has played a big role in helping to heal that. So I, I slather on SPF in the day, in the night, halfway through the day. Like I swear by SPF, especially for melanated skin and, and black and brown skin. It's so crucial. And it has so many like a great SPF has so many great healing purposes. It can really just help nourish your skin like a moisturizer with an extra oomph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's something that was definitely missing in my routine. And I think more more people than not are probably like, oh, ooh, I thought I only put that on when I was at the pool, you know? Ugh, that's, and that stereotype, too, of, like, black skin or black people can't get sunburned, that yep. has always irked me because I have always gotten sunburns. Like, since I was a little kid, again, I have really sensitive skin, so I, and I had eczema that was really bad as a child that has gotten better as I've gotten older, but I always got sunburned. Like, I would always, I'd get redness, I'd peel like crazy. So this whole narrative that black people can't get sunburned, that the sun can affect black people's skin... Untrue, untrue, untrue. Also, skin cancer is still a thing that black people, any people of any color can absolutely get. So this is a PSA for SPF, okay? Get sunscreen, no matter what your color, but especially if you're of the black and brown variety. For sure, for sure. It's also harder to detect later on because it's not yeah. as visibly noticeable. But just yes. as you said, like, because we have this unfortunate, like in our culture society, like, oh, don't worry about it, you're fine. You know what I mean? Like our skin's built for that mm -hmm. stuff or whatever. Like the skin does, the sun does not discriminate upon giving cancer. It does not. It does not say you, you, not you, not you, not you. Like it's just a combination of other factors in addition to 
the fact that our skin is sensitive and that it is constantly interacting with all of this stuff all the time. So yep, yeah, that's the title of the episode. SBF baby. <laughs> SBF baby. And actually, so fun fact, I actually actually have spoken to a couple of estheticians and other skincare experts in both the US and the UK. And a bunch of them noted that their specific um, dermatology program didn't teach them how to detect these things in black and brown skin. So just like how you were saying, Viet, like skin cancers, melasma, different like skin diseases manifest differently and look differently on a microscopic level on black and brown skin. And a lot of times like there's actually there's no unit on like what these things look like in brown skin. So a lot of times going back to dermatologists, I also, you know, like like all of you ladies, I've not had the the greatest experience with dermatologists and I didn't exactly get the education that I was looking for when I went to seek out that that kind of medical help. Um and and yeah, so and it's really because most of them don't have um the bandwidth and really haven't had the tools to look at to be taught how to see these things in black and brown skin. And speaking of that, um, why don't we take a little moment to do our special giveaway, Via? What do you guys think? Let's do it. So, Catherine, you were talking about things that people are doing too much and too little in their routine. So let's set up a little, little question for the listeners, okay? If you've made it, I feel like this is that moment in um, in your, like, lecture in class when it's like, have you been paying attention? Like, let's do a thing in the middle of <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what this is. But, like, low-key. So I am curious. So basically, guys, what we're going to do, listeners, is that, you know, Catherine and Sam have, have really kindly offered to give six of our special wit listeners all of their products. So right now, these lovely ladies have three face masks. I've tried all three of them. I absolutely love them. They're fantastic. Um, so if you get this right, and if you're quick to answer, quick uh, to comment on the Instagram post that we're going to have to announce this episode. Don't worry, there'll be a lot of like alarms and giggle. You'll know which one it is. Don't worry. Um, if you are one of those lucky people and you get the answer right, then you could be one of our winners. Woo! <laughs> we love giveaways. Okay, so guys, listen up. This is the question. I want you guys to list step by step a proper skincare routine. So what I mean by that is, okay, when do you cleanse? When do you put on moisturizer? When do you put on SPF? Extra points if you add the extra things like essences and serums and treatments and, you know, go with it as far as you want to. And then what we'll do is... Um, We'll post about this episode, and again, we'll have all the giveaways in the caption. And it's going to be a lottery system, so we're going to randomly pick six people who got it correct, and then we'll contact you with your goodies. Woo! So, Woo! from the Sophie Coey, the listeners will DM us, or they'll comment below. So they're going to comment below on the actual post to enter. So you have to make, so let me, let me back it up a little bit. Mm -hmm, so up. you have to, we have to verify that you're following us, something to say podcast underscore, um, that you're following, of course, uncover that's uncover skincare co on Instagram. And we'll have all this information on the actual post. So if you don't remember, you don't have to take notes. Don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah. And then you comment your answer to this particular question. And then Viet and I will do a little magic behind the scenes. We'll do a little, lottery will pick your handle out of a hat and then we'll reach out to you and then we'll announce our winners on our instagram as well Woo! thank you Woo! teacher i'm excited we <laughs> love I it comment? we love the giveaway am i allowed to <laughs> <laughs> can you comment 
And I also have to mention, unfortunately, sorry to our international listeners in the US, UK and beyond, but this is just going to be a giveaway for our Kenyan listeners. Special shout out to you guys. We love you. Um, This one's just for y'all. Yeah, for the local folks. But stay tuned because we might do some other things in other countries, okay? We have our ties everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We got ties everywhere. I got phones in different area codes. Listen! In different area codes. Wait, (laughs) area codes. I said that amongst my sisters because they're teeny boppers. They did not get that reference. (laughs) Oh my god. Stop. It was just a pin drop. And I was like, (gasps) ew. God, I hate the youth. Let me just anyway. segue real quick into why we're still old. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> At all. Literally, yes, we'll give away. Stay tuned. Check out the post. Make sure to comment. Don't be afraid if you're not right. You know, say it with your chest. Okay. We're Listen, it's a teachable moment. We're it's learning. a teachable moment and it's actually it, it seems like it's like intuitive but actually when i was looking something the other day i i learned a few things i was like oh i could do that better mm-hmm. okay i have to, mm-hmm. I have to do that first for it to be the most effective okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. listen co and i have something to say and it's that we're always learning all right <laughs> <laughs> that's always what we're saying at the end facts, of the day facts facts always learning. all right let's bring back our guests why don't we yeah yeah <laughs> All right, so question for you, Catherine Sneha. Um, so you both have your, obviously, your personal, individual lives, families, significant others, family members, et cetera, et cetera. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, being in this kind of age that you're in, or I guess this sort of range of ages, um, and, and starting your business, balancing work, life, personal, all those things. Like, a lot of our listeners are also in that kind of, 20s early 30s range where it's like we're thinking about the next move the next hustle the next grind the next opportunity could both of you talk a little bit about um how you got there and how you balance those two wow thanks so much for thinking that we're in our 20s slash early 30s because we might be slightly above that But I think Sneha should go first because she is uh, she's now a mother of two as of two months ago. So this is the perfect time to ask her, how is she balancing life and work? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thanks. Uh, and thanks for the compliment on our age. We, we're both actually mid, mid-30s. Um, I, I can say, uh, yeah, Catherine, I think we're still mid-30s. Um, yeah, 36 so, is still mid. It's not late. Yeah, but, just you know what? It's exactly. a skincare. That's what it is. I'm looking at y'all like, ooh, they are youthful. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, I mean, you know, Bayat, thank you so much for this this question. It's it's quite a personal journey for me. I when we when I joined Antler last year in March, and when Catherine and I founded this company in June, I had a two and a half year old daughter. And as you all know, the pandemic had just hit or started last year in March. So it was this perfect storm of you know I've joined this accelerator. I've met my amazing co-founder. Where on this amazing trajectory to build something huge. Like I could feel it. I knew that, you know, this was going to be big. And so I was so motivated to work, but at the same time I had a two and a half year old that was suddenly at home and not in school. (laughs) And so, um, that was incredibly difficult to be completely honest. And, um, what did I, what did I do at that time to survive and to help myself? Um, one I think is, is really ask for help. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, I was lucky enough to have grandparents extremely, extremely close by. And so I do think that being strong enough to ask for help when you need it is important. Um, the second the second thing that I can say is just organization and planning. So Catherine and I had this 
crazy call from 7 to 9 a.m. every day for three months. So it was 7 a.m. my time. Catherine was in Korea because she was evacuated from Kenya by the Korean embassy uh, for, for a couple of months. And you know, for her, she was working late into the night. But, you know, we had calls. We were organized uh, in terms of the times that we were speaking. And so I would block out times, you know, to be with my daughter. So, you know, 7 to 9 was my call with Catherine. 9 to 9.30 was my Zoom call with school where I was singing Wheels on the Bus, you know. So <laughs> one Zoom call to another. Um, but, but really organizing those, those calls. Um, and finally, I would just say, um, you know, support and being honest. So Catherine and I do feedback every two weeks. We are co-founders and work spouses, but we're friends and sisters as well. And so we've had as many, you know, deep, meaningful sort of personal conversations as we've had work conversations, because it's important for your co-founder to know what you are going through personally or your struggles, your your wins, you know, so she knows Alea's phases, you know, her tantrums, her strong points, when things are going well for us. Um, and so we do do feedback every couple of weeks. We talk to each other about this stuff. So that that's kind of what helped back then. And then, you know, as Catherine alluded to, I had a baby eight weeks ago. So <laughs> not only was I kind of, you know, <laughs> in this space where, you know, I had the two and a half year old at home from school while building a startup, I found out I was pregnant a week after we got funding, <laughs> um, as you do. And, um, you know, so, so most of Uncover, I've been pregnant. And luckily, I mean, not all women have this luck. And so, you know, for those who don't, I, I completely sympathize. But I had a healthy, strong pregnancy, so I was able to continue working. Um, but again, all the same things apply, you know, asking for help, constant communication with your co-founder, uh, organization and planning. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, the support of the co-founder, like Catherine, deleted me off all our work WhatsApps <laughs> the day I went into labor. <laughs> um, and it was the nicest thing anyone did for me. So it really helped me switch off when I needed to. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you have a partner who was able to, you know, again, like understand your needs, accommodate for them and also just like help your business flourish. And, you know, I'm really curious, you know, a lot of times here in Kenya and around the world, it's not, not necessarily just a Kenyan thing, but you know, you see a lot of friends, um, a lot of, um, you know, family members get into business together. And, you know, it can be an amazing, great thing. Like, of course, we love our friends and family and extending that relationship into the professional sphere is awesome. But it also can come with some challenges. So I'd be curious to hear from you guys, what are some of the, the peaks and valleys of working with somebody who you have a personal relationship with? That's an interesting question. Yeah, well, I guess... When you say personal relationships, so as Neha mentioned, we met in an accelerator. So we didn't have an existing relationship sort of before building the company. Right. But I mm -hmm. think that we can still answer the question based on the fact that we are friends and sisters, as Neha said. Um, and, you know, in addition to being work spouses, as we like to call it, and actually, you know, as we say that jokingly, it's actually a semi-meaningful statement. And the reason that we do ourselves, uh, do call ourselves work spouses is because you really do get to know the strengths and weaknesses of a person and also the complementarities. And then inevitably there are areas of differences, right? Where you wish maybe the areas weren't so different <laughs> and we would not be human if that weren't the case. And Stan and I have healthy debates about things all the time and that's why the feedback sessions that she mentioned are really important as well um, you know everything from 
some strategic decision around the next skincare product to, you know, um, the way that we might want to do something internally in the company. I mean, there are an endless, infinite number of decisions that you have to make as a company founder. And so where there are areas of differences, you know, I think that helps the relationship grow. Um, before I ramble on, though, I'm not sure if that's sort of the, the sentiment in which you pose the question or if I've taken it in an entirely different direction, as I tend to do sometimes. Well, I, well, Catherine, I'd love to jump in um, here. I think I think that's exactly you know what I would have said. But I, but you know, any co-founding relationship will have its highs and lows. You mentioned peaks and valleys, right? And I think that we've had times where you know it's it's been easier, and we've had times where it's been more difficult, right? And um, these feedback sessions that we're mentioning again and again, I think, are so critical to being being able to express when you disagree with the other person, being able to communicate through it. So, you know, there have been times when there's a buildup of things that, you know, annoy us about each other. That's okay. But then if at the end of a couple of weeks or a month, you just sit down over a cup of coffee and talk about it, um, it, it's kind of flushed out of your system. Um, And if you're able to take that feedback from the other person and and adjust things to make your life easier. So it's, it's it's a constant iteration process and a constant yeah. growth process. I don't think it's sort of, you mean, just like marriage, <laughs> you know, it really is similar <clears throat> in ways. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for both of you. So I love uh, listening or hearing people talk about the moment when they knew that they were onto something. Like, this is actually going to come together. This is actually going to work. Um, and that's could also be showing a little bit of my age too, in that, you know, I think we like for, you know, Chloe and I, like, we both graduated college. We had, you know, a, a number of years outside of college working in an industry that was either similar to our degree to a certain extent, but also having all of these other projects, interests, hustles that we wanted to pursue on the side. And the the shorthand of it all is that um, sometimes you're just, like, on that. You're just, you're pumping and you're running. You're working towards that thing. You're not entirely sure if it's going to work, right? Like, when was that moment when both of you realize like oh we're on to something or like what was kind of your like aha like you know what this is going to work because we're going to make this happen was it different um was it like a specific time in your business planning or was it just a moment where you were like seated by yourself and you were like this might actually just happen we might make shit happen today so i would love to hear from both of you that's such a fun question, Sneha. We've never had to answer this before, so I don't know what your answer to this is. But I would love for you to go first. <laughs> okay. no, I actually, I actually do have an answer. So you take your time to think about it. But for me, um, for me, it's really interesting. When I joined Antler, um, the accelerator program, I actually was part of another team. I was working on a marketing technology idea, and I had the opposite of what you're describing. I just knew it wasn't going to work. The team dynamic wasn't right. I just kept questioning it, uh, questioning the idea. I kept finding holes in it. And luckily, I had the strength to walk away from it. And I almost gave up <laughs> thinking, I'm not going to find an idea. I'm not going to be able to pitch. But Catherine and I only had, I think, four weeks or five weeks in, in what was a three-month program. But exactly what you said happened. I, I really feel like the universe conspired for us to to kind of form this idea and pitch and get the money and it just there was a momentum there was a there was a a strength um that I felt in in this whole process and so 
Um, what I would, what I, I'll just point to a couple of things that happened in that four to five week process. The idea came, we both loved it. We were connecting, we were discussing, but then, you know, um, we launched a survey, like we mentioned, um, through our influencer, Patricia, we got a thousand respondents. Women really needed to be heard. That was the first time I was like, oh, wow, like a thousand women are responding to us. We, we don't even exist. We're not even a company. Oh, my God, we must be onto something. And then we started interviewing people in the market and we started getting statistics like skincare is growing 400 percent. Skincare is growing 600 percent. I was like, oh, wow, like we're really onto something. And then um, finally, this is my favorite one. We were submitting our pitch deck for uh, for the Antler pitch, for the final pitch to, to get the funding. And I think it was like, seven minutes before we were submitting the deck that East Africa's largest pharmacy chain signed a letter of intent to work with us. And we were, we just we were like, what are the chances that this is going to come through? And so, you know, I'm, I'm not discounting the hard work that we put in. We were up till like, I don't know, 2 a.m. every night. But I do think that some of these things that happened to us, the right time, right place, you know, really felt like, okay, we're onto something. And then of course, from there, it's been um, a roller coaster, right? I won't just say onwards and upwards, but you know, things have, uh, things have really um, worked for us. But I would say that month, I really felt the energy. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think for me, you know, I don't know if I have that experience that was described actually, where you have that aha moment. I think in some ways, I don't know. In some ways, I might just be a reckless, uh, gung-ho person that just thinks I can do everything and just jumps into things and you sort of make it, you know, fake it till you make it. But I would say that there were definitely incremental markers along the way that all validated what we were doing. Sneha mentioned some of them, you know, a thousand women responding to us, retail partners being excited. Um, at that time I was in Korea. So even the fact that I had left Kenya temporarily to be in Korea while we were watching, launching a K-beauty for Kenya business was kind of a boon in and of itself. And I was talking to suppliers in Korea. And um, the first time that a supplier was really excited to work with a company that had Korean speakers but knew the Kenyan market and would bring their products to Kenya and market it there. They, I mean, they were so excited. So that was another form of validation. You know, I knew that Sneha and I had a combination of background and skills that not many people can bring to this very specific space. Um, but I mean, I have to say when we got our first check, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big validation guys. <laughs> when people <laughs> believe in what you're doing so much, they're willing to give you money. Um, and we've been very thankful to be able to fundraise twice in our year of existence. Um, and then most of all, actually this, this to me is the biggest deal. The fact that folks have been willing to come join our team leaving other roles at other more established companies because they have spoken with us and they've heard about the company, they've watched our pitches and they believe in what we're doing, they'll actually transfer their livelihood over to us. I mean, that is the biggest honor of all and the thing that makes me feel so privileged to be a founder and an entrepreneur. And so, you know, that's something that I think we're thankful for every day. And uh, so, you know, if the team is listening to this, which I'll make sure that they will, <laughs> um, you know, we, we really love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if we're believing in the in the dream and that's yeah that's been huge 
That is so sweet. That makes me so happy to hear. I just like Viet said as well. I, I love I love a come up story. I love hearing about, you know, how an idea becomes a plan, becomes a business, becomes an empire. And it's, just, it's really inspiring to hear. And I think, again, Kenyan beauty is is something to be celebrated, is something to be taken care of, it's something to serve. And, and I love that you guys are a champion in that space. And just as we wrap up this really fun and really informative and great episode, I would love to hear more just about what you guys are planning for the future. I know we talked about a little bit on our call. I know you guys are planning on incorporating some Kenyan-based ingredients as well as the Korean ones to come up with like a super product. But tell our listeners a little bit more about, about what's coming up soon. Snail, what are we allowed to say and what do we have to keep secret? <laughs> um, Listen, if you want to drop an exclusive, I'm not opposed to that. This, this is, you know, we can use our platform. We don't mind. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I mean, of course, we, you know, so we, we are an extremely ambitious skincare startup. We are not, you know, we've launched with our first product, which is uh, Korean sheet masks. Uh, we have three variants in the market, vitamin C, aloe vera, and green tea. And I love them, by the, the way. Oh, I'm so, yeah, so excited uh, that you do. Um, and the six lucky winners, hopefully you guys uh, get to try them too. But um, but yes, no, um, they, they've been in the market for four or five months. Um, but of course, we are in uh, product development for our next set of products. We're launching, we, we hope to launch two more products this year, um, which we're in quite late stage uh, development on. Um, and then, of course, thereafter, we are looking to, uh, you know, complete the skincare um, you know, the, the skincare product range. Uh, however, I, I want to say that as Uncover, we really do want to be innovative about the way that we bring products into Kenya. Um, and Catherine, I know this is something you're quite passionate about. So why don't you why don't you jump in here and see if I've missed anything? Sure, I think beyond the product section of you know what we do there's also a whole lot that we're doing around information sharing digital content and so much more um i think this part is okay to share i don't think it has to be a secret we do plan to launch an uncovered club where we will we're we're already providing some great content on skincare self-care etc on our social media platforms but we really do want people to feel like there's a safe space where it goes a step beyond that so we're in the middle of Figuring out what this Uncover Club is, how we host it, you know, how we how we make it a community of women who want to have the kind of conversations we've had in the last hour in this podcast. And we are also looking at things that just feel empowering and good, you know, for, for all the women living in Kenya and beyond. Um, we've just launched a series called Beauty Uncovered. Our first episode was called Strong is Beautiful because we wanted to fight the stereotype that maybe, you know, female athleticism is not very feminine and beautiful. And we worked with the national, with some national rugby athletes uh, to do that. We have other Beauty Uncovered episodes coming. Um, gosh, there's just... Yeah, there's a lot that we want to do in the future. I mean, we want to create apps for you guys. We want to, you know, we'll we'll have our first blog article soon. There's just a lot coming. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so, so exciting. That's so amazing. Yeah, we can't wait to see what, what's in store for both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This is, honestly, I've loved this episode. I really love me some skincare. So this has been amazing. <laughs> I'm so pleased. <laughs>
Oh, well, thank you for having us. We've enjoyed this too. Yeah, thanks so much for your energy. Gosh, I, I hope that we can one day be as energetic as you when we have an Uncover podcast. <laughs> Oh, no, but thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, oh my God. I would love an Uncover podcast. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be great. But we will um, drop That'd be so great. all of your socials, your um, tags. We'll make sure so that all of our listeners know where to find you both, where to find your brand. Um, and uh, please check, listeners, check, you know, keep an eye out for um, our promos. And we're going to be pushing a lot of stuff out. Don't forget the giveaway. Okay, you've made it to the end of the lesson. All right. So please... Um, comment below when we make our post uh, to be part of our giveaway and be a lucky winner, hopefully. Um, but thank you both so much. And it's been such a great, insightful, and enjoyable conversation. This started in my day, so I'm feeling like hyped and ready to go to have my work day. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. We've enjoyed it so much. Mine too, actually. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies and listeners. As always, thanks so much for listening to us and stay tuned for that giveaway post. It's going to be coming this coming Monday. So keep your eyes out, okay? Woo! Thanks, y'all.